American Road Trip Talk begins after this message. You know his vision of America, but do you know his name? One of the most highly respected artists of America's Great Depression era, John Stuart Curry, defined the country's perceptions of the American Midwest. His painting, Tornado Over Kansas, is still one of the most iconic images in U.S. pop culture today. For the first time in a quarter century, Curry's masterworks will be exhibited under one roof. Visit the Muskegon Museum of Art in Michigan this summer to see John Stuart Curry weathering the storm, an exhibition of life, art, and the American Midwest. To learn more, visit muskeganartmuseum.org slash curry. The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad to be working alongside Nathan Miller, our producer. This is American Road Trip Talk. We'll be back with the interview right after this. In western Nebraska, Sydney used to be known as the toughest town on the tracks. Today, Sydney is home to family-owned restaurants and vibrant downtown full of unique shops. Plan your trip to Sydney and learn more at visitsydneyne.com. Make this picture perfect in Oregon's Mount Hood territory. Get into history's interactive side on the Heritage Trail. Meet baby animals on farm loops and visit vineyards on the New Wine Trail. Plan your trip today at mounthoodterritory.com. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Are we there yet? That's not a question you'll be hearing while cruising around Nevada. That's because here in the road trip capital of the USA, that old cliche about it being the journey that matters more is actually legit. In Nevada, you can kick back in a crowdless state or national park. Gaze up at some of the nation's darkest, most star-studded skies. Meander among the world's oldest living trees. Have your breath stolen by the crystal-clear waters of Lake Tahoe. All along the way, you will find the kinds of iconic, wide-open highways where road trip dreams are made. For insider tips about Nevada road trips and unexpected Silver State destinations, Order your free Nevada magazine and visitor guide today at TravelNevada.com slash travel dash guides. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Today, a road trip from Southern Nevada to Arizona will bring spectacular desert vistas and stunning historic places into view. Hoover Dam and Laughlin in Nevada, Bullhead City, Arizona, and the sprawling glory found in and around Phoenix are some elements of what might turn out to be the trip of a lifetime. Jamie Jensen is with us again, this time to share his boundless enthusiasm for the open road. 
Jamie is the author of Road Trip USA, Cross-Country Adventures on America's Two-Lane Highways. Always good to talk to Jamie. He gets us fired up. Jamie, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's great to be back with you, Gary. Oh, I'm always so pleased when you join us. You just have this enthusiasm, as I said, boundless enthusiasm and a whole lot of knowledge to go with it. So if I'm going to consult anyone about making a road trip, you are at the top of the list. You and one other guest, Jessica Dunham, there you two, man, I'd love to get you together on the same show. Oh, the stories you can tell. But today, yes, today it's your opportunity once again, Jamie. And we're talking about going from Southern Nevada to Arizona. I suppose it could be done vice versa. You're the expert. You can talk about that. But I thought if people are in, for example, Las Vegas, and they want to head south to get to Arizona and down to Phoenix, let's say, and in and around Phoenix as well, because there are places to see beyond Phoenix, which is such a metropolitan sprawl. There's so much to offer. There's plenty in between. So if we let's start, for example, we're heading down to the Arizona border and we want to get to Hoover Dam. Let's start there. Well, Hoover Dam is a perfect place because it actually links um, southern Nevada and northern Arizona with that huge, great pile of concrete that holds back all the waters of the Colorado River. So, that, I mean, that's a landmark that a lot of people plan their trips around because it is just so enormous and so breathtaking. And you can climb down into it to see all the engineering. So that's got to be one of the main destinations on this trip or any other trip. Its location is advantageous, even more so because of the project. I think it began in 2000. Wasn't it completed in 2010? That just changes how people get from Nevada to Arizona by way of the area where Hoover Dam is located. Yeah, well, you used to back in in, in my youth and up until around 9-11, you used to drive the, the main road, drove right across the top of the dam. That was the only way to get across there. And it was... You know, it wasn't such a busy highway way back when because um, Phoenix was tiny, Vegas was tiny back in the 40s. It's only in the post-war era that both of those places really grew into the, the huge the cities they are now. So, which means for those of us who drive the road that links them, there's lots of odds and ends to see along the way, as well as, you know, getting to from one big destination to the other. But the dam is worth, you know, probably a day in itself. And it's beautiful art deco um, decoration. It's really quite stunning to see it up close. And, you know, going to visit a dam doesn't necessarily sound like a, a great day out, but this is <laughs> a whole exceptional place. It is. And an engineering marvel. Yes, and the and the, the new bridge they built that you were referring to, um, that takes because because the, the road has got busier. There's now quite a spectacular bridge that crosses without having to go across the dam, so the trucks don't have to slow down to 15 miles an hour. And it you know it's a kind of a tragic story about the the, the bridge because it's named for an Afghan war vet who was killed, who was also an NFL star. You know that Pat Tillman, if you remember yes. his story, he volunteered to fight in Afghanistan and you know got killed. And it was kind of a shock because everyone knew him as a really good football player. And so, th so there's a very nice memorial park to him as you get to the, the bridge across the river. And of course, the view down into from the, the dam and from the bridge approaches is quite spectacular. So there's a whole lot to see besides just the spectacular drive. When you go to the dam, you know, I wonder today because I've been by it there. This was years ago. Lake Mead looked one way, and from my understanding, 
it currently looks quite different. People talk about the bathtub ring. Yes, well, that's the old uh, the, the drought that most of the southwestern U.S. has been suffering for so long, and um, a lot of people want that water that stopped up behind the dam, and it just a lot more is taken out of the the Lake Mead area than is getting put in by the Colorado River. So they keep trying to figure it all out. But the growth of Phoenix, the growth of Los Angeles, agriculture, there's a lot of demands on that water. And I, I think one scheme, which I kind of like the sound of, is to close down Glen Canyon Dam and flush all that water down to fill up Lake Mead again. But the, the nice thing even about Lake Mead um, drying up is that it's exposed a lot of the old towns and sites around that were submerged before. So there's always an, a silver lining. And you know me, I like to look on the bright side. Good way to live. Good way to think. Hoover Dam, well worth a sea not only to drive by, but I am making a point of it. It's going on the bucket list. I actually would like to take the tour. I understand it's quite good. Yeah, and it's a good thing you waited because they built a quite spectacular visitor center because they can't, not that many people can go down into the dam at any one time. So they have a huge museum that's built alongside and it's really kind of nice. You know, it's, it's, it's not inexpensive. It's something like 20 bucks to get in, but you could spend a couple hours and particularly in the summertime when it gets quite warm out there, you're grateful for the cool, but it explains the things behind it about how it stops floods, which was the main reason because the Colorado used to flood and cause lots of damage. So there's a lot of history behind it there. Then it all comes to life in, you know, the comfort of a, a very nice air conditioned space. But that's only the start of it, that really great road that we're talking about driving. You know, we've only got about 20 miles outside Las Vegas so far. And there's a lot more to see down Highway 93, which is uh, officially, I think, according to Nevadans who know, is the loneliest road. Although the stretch between Phoenix and Vegas is a little bit full these days. Yes. Having seen Hoover Dam, what if I want to spend a night or two in Laughlin, Nevada? Does this involve a detour? Um, sort of a detour, but it's a very pretty detour because you just follow the river uh, along its natural course. 93 cuts across to Kingman, whereas there's a couple of um, nice roads that follow down along the Colorado. Um, it's it's officially a lake. It's called Lake Mojave. And I think it's I'm not entirely sure because it's quite small compared to Lake Mead. But Laughlin was always a place that my family used to go to um, just to get away in the wintertime to go to the because my dad liked to fish. So we'd go there and the, the the original casino, it's a gambling center primarily. If people don't know Laughlin, it, it's like a, a poor man's Las Vegas in a way. It doesn't have like the Celine Dion and all the famous names, but for card playing and games like that and just getting out into the open, Laughlin's pretty cool. And so it, it was always for me the place to go because it had very inexpensive, you know, $30 a night motels. I'm sure there are three times that these days, but back in the day, it was quite a good base of operations for exploring that whole greater area. Yes, on a smaller scale and quite scenic in its way, and it is a cost alternative because if the prices have gone up for Laughlin hotel rooms, as I imagine they have, compare that to Las Vegas. Yeah, and Las Vegas, of course, is, is pretty reasonable. Monday, was it Sunday through Thursday? But you, you land there on a weekend night, and especially if there's a fight on, it, it can be quite an expensive place to visit somehow. So to know that in advance, that Laughlin's only an hour away, can kind of open up some of your, your travel plans a little bit if you are traveling on a budget. And, and time, you have more time than money somehow, which is usually my state of things. <laughs> if there's a fight on in Las Vegas, how about the Super Bowl? 
oh gosh, is that there this year? I've, yes. I've been in denial ever since the Raiders left. So it's like Las Vegas doesn't exist for me anymore because they keep stealing all my sports teams. <laughs> that is going to be, I can't even imagine Super Bowl weekend in Las Vegas. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's going to be an adventure unto itself. I, I well, wow, that, that would just be an incredible thing. I was trying to give you the segue to spring training because that's the big reason for me ever to go to Phoenix is to head on down there because so many baseball teams head down. So to make that run from Vegas to Phoenix is a nice thing to do, uh, like late February, mid-March, something like that. So And all the wildflowers come out. So there, there's still time to hit the road. You know, you brought it up, so let's go ahead. And there are, uh, there are places in between to see, and I don't want to ignore those, but Cactus League Baseball. Arizona, it's it's just really on the at the I would say just on the cusp of spring or as spring is coming in, things are starting to bloom and nothing blooms better for sports fans than baseball. And so for Cactus League fans, this is a place that has become a mecca over the years. And they have a major league baseball team anyway in the Arizona Diamondbacks. For sure, for sure. And the minor league scale, if people haven't been, not the minor league, the spring training is like a triple A AAA sort of. It's, it's still a pretty big deal to go and see these teams, even during spring training. It, it used to be back in the good old days. I think you could just kind of hang out with the with the players and it's such a bigger deal now. But it's it really shows Phoenix at its best because March is is spring there. It is in its full full bloom. And they have so many beautiful desert wildflowers, even if you're not a huge baseball fan. But if you are a baseball fan, it's a really spectacular time to combine some of the greatest things. And along with, you know, the Native American history and all the other things that Arizona really offers, Wild West, all these things are alive and well just driving this one stretch of highway. Now let's go back we, we got the spring training and by the way we should tell people if you're going to make reservations so that you're going to stay for any length of time now would be a good time to make those reservations for sure i mean that's one of the things as as we get a bit up there in the years the idea of just kind of winging it all the time and and there's some very, very nice places to stay. I mean, it is kind of peak season for them. So you're not going to get the deals you might get in July and August. But I've had some of my most fabulous hotel stays in and around, you know, people who like golf, and I don't count myself among them. But that's the other reason to go down to Phoenix. But we were talking the, the road between you could cruise back and forth and see, you know, there's ghost towns, there's nature reserves. Um, it makes me want to get out there and hit the highway, Gary. I'm quite sure, but you, you, it wouldn't take a lot. This is beautiful stuff, but man, you were built for the two-lane highway travel. You are a road trip king, that's for sure. Now, how about, well, let's stop and throw some love at Bullhead City, Arizona, across from Laughlin, across the river, right? It's a great name, isn't it? It's Yes. Uh... Yeah, I think I mean it's a lot of like people who go on houseboats and hang out. It's it's a kind of rowdy crowd, particularly they get a lot of spring break, you know, down there and at the London Bridge area. That whole it, it's these places are transformed from season to season. But in the springtime, it comes to life because you not only get the people who are escaping the northern winters, and you get Canadians who drive down there in their RVs and park along the riverside, which is it's kind of a scene to see like you know ten thousand people in their RVs parking out. And having barbecues and just chit-chatting. So it's 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 kind of an acquired taste, some of these things. You know, it's not like art history, but if you want to see American culture,
culture, this is quite the place to do it. And there's different aspects as you drive along. So, you know, we've got the the, the mastery, the engineering. You've also got um, kind of out of the way places, old ghost towns. We had talked once before about chloride. This mm. was the biggest silver mine. And, you know, it's two miles off the highway, but talk about transformations. You go from this, you know, the, the, the 70 mile an hour trucks and you go to a place where you won't see someone else. It's not a, there's no admission fee, but if you want to watch the stars at night, you know, you're not going to see them from the highway because it's all brightly lit, but you go a couple miles away up to this, you know, funky old ghost town that still has the wild wood, the wooden fronted wild west town. And there's funky art, you know, there's a lot for, depending on what people like, this is really, uh, I, uh, I, it's hard to point out. This is what I'd like to do in the website. I, I always like to send people to the web because I've written all this stuff down in my books and people can test drive it. If they go to roadtripusa.com and put in Highway 93 or um, Laughlin, Nevada, they'll come to the, the book pages and they can test drive it for free without too many ads. And kind of get a feel of all the wonderful stuff that's out there because it's, you know, the bucket list is one thing, but just to kind of enjoy the ride too. And so I try to balance those two things in Road Trip USA. And yeah, I, I always am grateful to coming on this show because you make me feel like it's uh, it sometimes works. Oh, it, it works a lot. And I really compliment you, uh, Jamie, on your writing style. Not only do you, you don't simply provide facts and figures, but you have an eloquence. You get people turned on to the idea of visiting these places and making the trip. You get people fired up. Hey, good, good, good thing. And then uh, it's interesting to combine that with, you know, everyone have, comes to these trips with different interests, but then you find things as you explore too, which is really nice to be open to stuff and, you know, have done your homework enough so you know what to make of these different places. But it's, um, yeah, we should get on out there sometime or, and travel around. But, you know, people think of Phoenix as this hot, boiling hot place and it can be pretty hot in the summertime, but in March, it's gorgeous. And, you know, I used to go just travel around um, in, kind of set off backpacking from some of these, like you you leave Phoenix and within a half hour, there's, you know, Saguaro National Parks. There's, um, there's just a lot to see in and around. Of course, Arizona is the Grand Canyon state too. So we kind of have to mention that. And that's only an hour off 93, I think, to get to some of these places. So there's a lot, once you pull out your maps and start checking, you know, Lake Mead and starting from Vegas, there's just so much to see without necessarily having to um, drive 3,000 miles. You know, you can drive 300 miles and, and pack in a lifetime almost. I have no doubt. Let's stick with Phoenix for a moment here, Jamie, because I see it as a central hub, if not the central hub of the Southwest. It's a sprawling region. Everybody would agree, but it also has and I think it's very popular for this reason as well. Phoenix offers a cultural vastness to go with natural beauty that is nothing short of astonishing. For sure, I couldn't agree more. It's um, and it's it's one of these places, kind of like Southern California, where there's lots of different centers to it. There isn't really like a Manhattan center to Phoenix, but there's lots of different nodes around it, which are you know Scottsdale is a place that gets a couple of, and again the spring training is a good way to organize it because like two or three teams will be in Scottsdale, a couple more in Mesa, which is a very different city, and to get to know these different centers of of the Phoenix area because it's a couple million people. 
people living there and right. then to try and you know see it all but to see a couple places and then piece it together and it has you know it's the state capital so there's a lot of like would you call culture but there's wonderful museums um very good food believe it or not there's one of the best pizza places i've ever come across is in down in phoenix so you never know what you're going to find until you start following your nose well and some southwest cuisine some great mexican food it goes on and on Oh, yeah. Well, there is one great place that I like just for the kind of roadside architecture called inevitably the TP, but it's a taco <laughs> stand that I think you can drive through and it's got all that wacky 50s Americana that the Southwest does so well. And there's wonderful neon signs. I mean, these are the sort of things we should be talking about in road trips and Phoenix has it, Vegas has it. It kind of links a lot of these old highways that um, you get the old boosterism of trying to get people to come and pull off the highway and those are really kind of charming these days they used to be commercially essential but to start looking for those aspects of your road trip and then you get into the mode and the last thing you need to do is figure out the song list because the southwest has all kinds of you know fantastic variety of music from down there so charles mingus to linda ronstadt oh absolutely and uh, how about glenn campbell by the time i get to phoenix Oh, yeah, for sure. The list goes on and on. And those towns you talk about, when I say sprawling, I'm talking about cities like Mesa, like Glendale. There is a Peoria, Arizona. There is. And I think it like is massive, isn't it? I know Glendale has like that the the, the um with the Cardinals football stadium, right? There's just it's kind of a strange place because you go around and what was nothing 20 years ago is now massive. And so you get these um, kind of juxtapositions, which are quite appealing. And I don't know, I, I'm I'm very enthusiastic now. I think I'm going to hit the highway this afternoon. <laughs> You're getting yourself fired up. You know, one of the things I find to be a natural marvel, and it's not found many places, but you go to this region we're talking about, Joshua trees. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's famous for there's a national park in California, but there's one of the biggest collections of them is just about midway between Phoenix and Vegas. And it's um, if you know what they look like, they're just bizarre looking trees They they look they're not quite as um, iconic as the saguaro, which is the, the big kind of arm shaped cactus that is in all the Roadrunner cartoons. But the, the Joshua trees are just spectacular. And it's um, Mormons, I think, named them way back when, but they're just so enigmatic and they're often in really beautiful places. So we were talking earlier about chloride. Chloride mm -hmm. is very near this um, Joshua tree parkway section of 93, but there's about 50 miles, which goes through a forest of Joshua trees and the area around it has been preserved from, for, from developers as a kind of our I think it's the Audubon Society um, has taken up some kind of easement on the land so it's it's really quite beautiful so I'm very glad you remembered that because it's uh, there's just so much to see and it's easy to forget about as I'm racing past it by 50 miles an hour here where is all of this in relation to route 66 because you've got Kingman yeah, Kingman is the crossroads of Route 66 and 93. Um, and it kind of changed because Route 66 took so many different um different alignments. But um, and Kingman has a very good, it's a very good introduction to Route 66 because they've got a fine museum, a couple of old signs. Um, in itself, it doesn't have a great deal. It's got one fantastic old neon sign that I was still lit it lighted up last time I passed through. But um Kingman, I think, is kind of about halfway between. So a lot of what we were talking about for the Joshua trees is south of Kingman. 
So it's on the second half of the journey if you started in Las Vegas. But um, yeah, and Wickenburg is the other town that was um, kind of the dude ranch capital of Arizona way back when and is still kind of fantastic. I mean, it's, it's hard to say it's a destination, but if you like riding horses and playing John Wayne, there's nothing better. Well, that's it because uh, people who go there, they want the big city attractions of Phoenix, perhaps. I'm sure millions of people show up there for exactly that reason, as well as the weather in winter in places like Phoenix and Scottsdale. I've experienced that myself. It's wonderful that time of year. And um, at the same time, you feel, or at least I did, I felt like when I go to Phoenix, when I go to Scottsdale and environs, I have the opportunity to step back in time. They haven't forgotten their heritage. No, and and it's it just slightly you get a sense of a it's I don't want to be derogatory toward Hispanic whatever, but it's a much more relaxed pace of life somehow when you get into some of these and it's it is a resort community so people are there's a lot of retired people but you really just stop and smell the roses a lot more easily in some of these places and phoenix is fantastic for that because it's warm you know if you've left a cold weather climate and you go down to phoenix it just immediately defrosts your your innermost person and you can just relax a little bit more easily and it's um so i'm I'm totally with you and that combination of there is some some truly ancient like aqueducts again we're talking about water and how control of the colorado river but a thousand years ago there were people living in phoenix you know in building what still remain is still actually part of the water system there so there's a lot of depth and a lot of uh, fun Jamie Jensen, author of Road Trip USA. It's in its 25th anniversary edition. Road Trip USA, cross-country adventures on America's two-lane highways. Jamie, it's always a pleasure to have you with us on American Road Trip Talk. Let's do this again. Yes, please. Thank you, Gary. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.